Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, or evening, wherever you're listening from in the United States or maybe overseas even. It might be the middle of the night, but welcome to Calvary Live. We're so glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and you are listening to the program where you get to call in and ask questions and to ask for prayer, and so we invite you to do that. You just heard the uh, call-in number, 303-690-3000, and so all lines are open. Give me a call. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, answer your question. Maybe uh, you have a question about the Bible or Christian living or what is our worldview as Christians as we see all the things that are going on around us, and there are so many things going on, and the world is um, just seems like it's changing so rapidly, so quickly. Uh, Jesus would say that in the end, it would be like birth pangs, the signs that we see going on around us. And we know that when a woman gives, uh, goes into labor and uh, she goes through the labor process, that those birth pangs, contractions, that they happen more frequently and with intensity. And I believe that's exactly what we're seeing with those uh, signs that we see of the end, the signs of that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ all around us. And so perhaps you got a question about that. Matter of fact, there was a question asked uh, today, is it important uh, for us to study Bible prophecy? And so if we have time in the show, uh, I answer that question that somebody sent to me. But love to talk to you about the things that are on your mind and also pray for you as well. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Tuesday afternoon, the 7th of June, with you live. It's uh, summertime. I love June. Matter of fact, June is my favorite month because of the long days and summertime, and and I just I just really enjoy it. I wish all year was June, but it's not. But enjoying this season, it's a season of warmth and growth and um you know, all that, and I pray that spiritually that we are going through that season, but perhaps you're not, and we want to encourage you and bless you in any way that we can. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got all open lines, and uh, so grab one of those open lines. This is your show where you get to participate and call, and we get to have a conversation, and uh, it gets to bless other people as well, because perhaps you will have a question that other people, that they're wondering the same thing. Or or maybe in our conversation, it will just bless somebody as we talk about the things of the Lord. And that's what Calvary Live is all about. It's more than just academics. Uh, we want to be faithful to the Word of God. Uh, we want to be intelligent uh, as we look at God's Word and keeping everything in context. But really, it's an extension of the pulpit to minister to you and encourage you to give you the truth of the gospel, of God's compassion and grace and love that he has for you. So give me a call. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. 
and um, love for you to to call in with your prayer requests and your questions. There's another way for you to be able to get a hold of us, and that's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897, a different number for texting only. So give us a text, uh, 720-336-0897. And as time permits, we will go to the text line, and uh, we will answer those questions and uh, lift up those prayer needs. I want to remind you that the text line also is a 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime, day or night. And the pastoral staff, the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora uh, will be looking at that and will be praying for you. Uh, So give us a text if you uh, desire to do that, but I'd love for you to call 303-690-3000. All open lines right now. I want to welcome all of you that are listening on Grace FM uh, as uh, the station actually uh, was down for a couple hours and uh, and it is back up. So if you are listening in your cars, uh, perhaps, um, you know, the online is always working, but uh, maybe you're coming home or maybe you're on the road uh, somewhere or maybe you're taking the kids to baseball practice, soccer practice, whatever. You have an opportunity to call. Give me a call. I want to welcome all those 89.7 in Northern Colorado listening and 101.7 down in Southern Colorado. Uh, As you're listening in Pueblo, Fountain, and Colorado Springs, love to hear from you guys. Uh, Please give me a call. Uh, You're listening live as well as those who are listening radio by grace. Uh, You too are listening live uh, over 70 stations throughout the nation. I'd love for you to give me a call. And then those of you on Hope and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, you too can call as well. You are week delayed, uh, but it just simply means as you call, we have our conversation, and then you get to listen to it a week later. Uh, Also, the online listeners, we have listeners that uh, tune in uh, online on the website, perhaps, or perhaps on the Grace FM app. And I would encourage you to download that app uh, if you haven't, uh, done that so you can listen to good Bible teaching 24-7 and listen to Calvary Live as well. So give me a call, all open lines, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. So love for you to give me a call and uh, be able to talk about uh, what is on your mind and on your heart. So uh, so blessed to be with you on Calvary Live uh, wherever you are at. Um, let's go to line one, Michelle in Cheyenne. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Hi, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. I was um, wanting mm-hmm. to ask for prayer for my oldest son and my brother and his girlfriend. They've moved to Virginia. Um, and then my oldest brother, um, there are addiction problems in the family, um, and it's extended somewhat to my kids, but not you know, my oldest son especially. So I just thought maybe we could pray for all of them. Yeah, absolutely. And Father, I do pray as Michelle calls and um, as she has um, family moving to Virginia um, and with struggles with uh, addiction, older brother, older son, Lord, we just lift them up. You know everything that is going on. And Lord, uh as we lift them up to you, we pray that you would just uh, free them from the addiction, that you would help them to get their hearts and mind on you, 
that, Lord, we have freedom in Christ and that there would be Christians that would be put into their lives. Um, They may be away from Wyoming, from Cheyenne, uh, from family, uh, other family members, but they cannot get away from you. And even in Virginia, that you can put people in place to be a witness to them, an encouragement to them, to give them truth. But Lord, we know that you're the one that ultimately brings that healing and freedom to us. We just pray for this uh, for her son, for her uh, older brother. We just pray that you would work in a way that needs to be done, um, that they would get um, free from all the things they struggle with. And Lord, that you would um, just uh, touch their hearts and draw them to yourself. Show yourself strong on their behalf, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen. We'll be praying, Michelle. Thank you for calling. Yes, appreciate it. Bye-bye. You bet. God bless you. Thank you. No, it's, it is so hard when we have family members, uh, and I think that a lot of you that have family right now, um, that, you know, there's there's— uh, family members that are struggling. It may be with addiction, drugs, alcohol, uh, another addiction to something else, uh, carnality, getting away from the Lord, uh, and it breaks our hearts, and we want to pray for you. Uh, but I also want to encourage you that, I was thinking about this in our Daniel study, because uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, was a very prideful man. He was the most powerful man on the face of the earth. He would not hesitate on just speaking it uh, to chop you up into little pieces and to throw you into burning fiery furnaces. That's what Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were facing as you go through those chapters, chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Daniel. But I believe that Daniel prayed for Nebuchadnezzar. And after about you know 20 to 30 years of Daniel there in the kingdom serving Nebuchadnezzar, I believe that he prayed for him, and God got a hold of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, Nebuchadnezzar had absolute rule. Nobody could get to him. Uh, Nobody could challenge him. Um, The only one that could get to him is the Lord, and he can get to your loved ones. So keep praying for them. Keep lifting them up to the Lord. And and, and for those, you know, one of the things I want to encourage you is also those of you who are regular listeners— uh, to Calvary Live, you know, if you have opportunity to take note of those who call in with a prayer request, to even jot those names down and to pray for those uh, who are asking for prayer for Michelle and her brother and uh, son. And um, and I think it's just powerful, and I just want to encourage you in that way. We got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720336 0897. We're going to go to Denver, where Nathan is waiting. Hi, Nathan. Hi. Hi, you're on Calvary um, Live. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I was driving on, on my way back from uh, from work, and, um, you know, a friend had texted me um, while I was working out, and he, he you know, he's uh, been really struggling right now because um, he's a recent college graduate, um, he just really needs a uh, favor regarding a legal situation um, because it's preventing him, interfering with him um, getting a job. Um, he's just doing all the right things, and uh, uh, he just texted me and asked for prayer, and so I just figured, hey, I'd call in and just ask that people on the radio and, 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 and you as well as the host could just please lift him up in prayer. His name is Taryn. 
What what's his name again? Ah, uh, Taryn. Okay. And you know, as you were talking, Nathan, one of the things, the verses that the Lord just kind of put on my heart, and and the Lord knows the situation, what it is that he's facing, um, but he's you said something that he's trying to do what is right. In other words, that he's waiting on the Lord, and that's a hard place to be. And God promises that as we wait on him, um, as we go to him, Isaiah chapter 30 in prayer, that he desires to strengthen us, and he uh, desires to be good to us. And and I want you to encourage him in that uh, as we pray for him. I want to read this, that he gives power to the weak, and those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And he goes on to say that they shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be worried. They shall walk and not faint. And I, I think that was just, that's an encouragement as he's waiting on the Lord. You know, this situation, uh, the legal situation he's in that is keeping him from moving forward in his, you know, job and career and graduating. And uh, just to let him know that God sees him and those who wait on the Lord, he promises to be good in the book of Isaiah chapter 30 as we go to him and uh, as he guides us and directs us. And then he promises also to be compassionate to those uh, who wait on him as well, as we know from the book of Ecclesiastes. So, Father, I do pray for Nathan's friend, for Taryn. I just pray that you would uh, help him in this legal situation. You know all the circumstances. You know everything that is going on. You you know what he is that he's facing, and he's desiring to do what is right. But, Lord, uh, I do pray that uh, you would just uh, give him favor, that you would help him to hear from you uh, as he waits on you, that you would renew his strength, his confidence in you, his faith in you. You promise that you'll be compassionate and, and guide those who wait on you, and, Lord, that he would know that you're with him. So we just lift up this situation to you. Be with Nathan as he ministers to his friend, hearing from him, and, Lord, to be able to share Scripture with him that will build him up. And, um, and Lord, I just pray that you give him the right words to speak. But we pray for you to intervene, for you to bless, for you to work um, in this situation, um, that you get glorified and to where um, Nathan's friend sees that um, you do care, Lord, and, and that we can trust in you in every situation in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks, Nathan. Hey, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. Um, you appreciate you calling. And, you know, if you need more prayer, give us a call. We're always here on Calvary Live and happy to pray with you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you and uh, continue the ministry. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. 303 690 3000. Got an open line. Text line is 720-336-0897, and that's maybe perhaps the way that you can communicate to us a question or a prayer request today. And as, as we continue through the program, we'll go to the text line as time permits. But we do have a couple people on the phone line, so we want to go to line three. I believe it's Chet. Um, Chet, are you there? Yes. Chuck. How are you? This is Chuck. You're on Calvary Live. Yes. How are you doing? 
I'm good. Thanks for calling. Long time listener, long time listener, first time caller. Good. I'm glad you you called. I appreciate it. Um, I dreamed a couple times that God even called me Barnabas. My dream. Okay, you had you had a dream that you what you became Barnabas. That, that God called me Barnabas. That God called you Barnabas. Yes. Okay. Do do you think that that means anything to you, or? No, I'm not sure. As I'm, as I'm asking. Okay. All right. Well, Barnabas was uh, one of uh, the individuals that we see a leader in the early church. His name means encouragement, a son of son consolation. Of yeah, son of consolation, and he's the one, uh, Barnabas, that would go and get Paul when Paul got converted. Paul uh, would, you know, go to Damascus. He preached. Um, he confounded the, the Jews as he went into the synagogue, but he didn't convert them. And um, so he goes to Arabia to be taught by the Lord. He comes back. He preaches in the synagogue. They they want to hurt him. They want to kill him. So he, he escapes Damascus in a basket over the wall. He goes to Jerusalem he meets the apostles. They hold him out at arm's length because Paul was one that really, um, that that really, uh, you know, persecuted the church. And they're thinking, yes. you know, this is this is Saul of of Tarsus. He persecuted the church, but Barnabas was the one that defended him and said okay. his conversion is real. But he got sent to Tarsus for a number of years, and he is learning to make tents because Paul was a tent maker. He's no longer the Pharisee of Pharisees. And then no, when revival began to break yeah, re- re- revival began to break out in Antioch, it was Barnabas that came and got Paul and said, Hey, the Gentiles are getting saved in Antioch, come and teach them. But maybe perhaps the Lord is saying to you that he wants you to encourage somebody. Maybe he's saying okay. to you that he wants you to be a son of consolation and a son in encouragement and and to be able that person that perhaps uh as Paul was there uh God was working and he used Barnabas to bring Paul to the church of course to where in Acts chapter 13 they laid hands on Paul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry and so I you know maybe perhaps the Lord is speaking to you in that way okay uh, as, as your prayer. Yeah absolutely so father I pray for Chuck and, I just uh, pray that, for uh, patience yeah, absolutely. We've been talking about waiting on the Lord um, even today. So, Father, I do pray for my brother and the Lord. Perhaps as maybe um, you, you do, you do speak through dreams. I, I think of Daniel, and and I think of others and individual um, Joseph and uh, the Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, Paul the Apostle that, that you use dreams to speak to, but Lord, as as he hears uh, that word. Barnabas, a son of consolation, that perhaps that you're speaking to him to encourage someone, um, to uh, come along somebody, um, to bless them, to help them. And Lord, we need that ministry uh, in our lives. And maybe there's somebody uh, particularly and specifically that, uh, that you would have my brother minister to. So I also pray for patience. Um, we all need patience. And uh, it is something that I pray that you would work in him, in his heart, and in his life, knowing that um, that as we wait on you, 
as we've already have discovered in your word during this program, that you promise that you will guide, that you'll speak to us, that you'll strengthen us, that you'll be compassionate to us and good to us. And I pray for that. I just pray that you would bless in every way. And I pray for patience and uh, for understanding and discernment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God hey, bless. thank you for calling. God bless you. Have fun. Right. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, got an open line, 303-690-3000. the call-in number. And the text line, 720-336-0897. You know, every show kind of takes on a theme sometimes. And uh, and maybe today it's, you know, waiting on the Lord uh, as we pray for people, as we're hearing from the Lord. And waiting on the Lord is something very important for us as Christians that we need to learn to do. We live in an instant world. We get instant communication. We go to fast food. You know, we want things instantly right away. One day delivery from, you know, Amazon, whatever the case may be. And we can carry that into our spiritual lives. And God says, listen, I want you to learn to wait on me because he's showing us things. He's teaching us things. Uh, He's building our faith. Uh, He's causing us to rest in his love and to stand on his promises. And he's also working um, in uh, the people that perhaps that we're going to be ministering to as well. And his time is always perfect. So if you're waiting on the Lord, know that waiting on the Lord is not a rejection of the Lord. He's not ignoring you but he's still working, and he desires to do the very best uh, as you wait on him and and working in a wonderful way. Uh, So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let me see where I'm at. Let's go to Gulfport, Mississippi, I believe. Nick, is it Gulfport, Mississippi? How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Yes, sir. Uh, I had a question. Um, in regards, excuse me, allergies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards yeah. to the Holy Spirit, um, you know, I've I've always been taught. You know, I think most Christians have that uh, the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit at the point of conversion. So, uh, you know, you believe in the name of Jesus, uh, you're baptized, um, and you receive the Holy Spirit. Um, but I've been I've been listening to a lot of teaching lately by someone whom I dearly love and I trust. Um, that basically says otherwise that uh the Holy Spirit is not necessarily not necessarily always um received at at conversion uh in backing this up with um some instances in acts in which uh some believers had believed in the name of jesus um you know they were baptized but they had not they had not yet received the gift of the holy spirit um mm-hmm. and that specifically most of the time it was through laying of hands, um, and in, in addition to that, the, the showing, the manifestation of that would be through, <clears throat> excuse me, um, speaking in tongues. Right. Uh, are you familiar with any of this, uh, th- this sort of teaching, and, uh, and just what are your thoughts? There, th- yeah, there's there's that teaching, and particularly among some of the um, Pentecostal or charismatic churches that emphasize speaking in tongues, and, y- you know, they'll they'll say that the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. Um, I, you know, as I look at Scripture, Jesus in that upper room, that he told the disciples that I'm going to go away and I'm going to send the, the Holy Spirit, um, uh, the Comforter. 
And he says that when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit is with everyone in the world to convict them of sin. We can't come to Christ unless it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. Later on in John's Gospel, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, at the end of John's Gospel, um, he breathed on them, and he Mm -hmm. said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Um, And so the Holy Spirit was in them. Um, And then in the book of Acts, he would say that you wait in Jerusalem for the, the promise of the Father. And in the book of Acts, as right before he ascended into heaven, um, he uh, would say that, um, again, saying to wait for the coming upon, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we know that um, he goes on to say, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's the Greek word epi, and um, shall empower you to come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So as I look at Scripture, the work of the Holy Spirit uh, to convict the world of sin, to convict everyone of sin, um, he's with everyone. Um, And then as we become believers, the Holy Spirit is in us, dwells in our hearts. Paul, you know, he reiterates that, that Christ dwells in your heart. Um, We know that God lives inside of us through the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit is in us. But here that we see in the book of Acts chapter 1, that the different word epi comes upon you to empower you to be my witnesses. So the scriptures seem to indicate that there is the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Now, um, some call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, how is it that we receive it? I think we just receive it, as Jesus said in Luke's Gospel, that if a father asks, um, you know, or a son asks their father for bread, the father's not going to give him a stone. But sure. how much more your heavenly Father, who is good, is going to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And mm-hmm. and I believe that as we just say, Lord. I need the filling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, the coming upon of the Holy Spirit to empower us. That's the purpose of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit, to empower us to live a life after Him. Now, there will be those that are maybe perhaps listening, saying, well, I've never prayed that. Are you saying I don't have the Holy Spirit? No, I'm not saying that. Um, mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is in every believer but the coming upon of the Holy Spirit, it's just, Lord, I need more of you, you know, to fill me, to come upon me. And it's not where the Scripture says that it is evident by speaking in tongues. And usually what they will tie that into is they will say that, well, if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Thus, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, because Romans chapter 8 declares it, that if you don't have the Spirit of God, then you're not his, you're not saved. Um, So every believer has the Holy Spirit, but it seems to be this work of the Holy Spirit coming upon the epi, um, the Holy Spirit is in you, E-N in the Greek, as we read in the Gospels as he breathed on them, and then the coming upon of the Holy Spirit, and that's what some people call, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, and I think that you just receive it by faith. I remember before I got into ministry, I just felt kind of dry, I just... 
you know, I knew I was saved. Uh, I knew I had the Holy Spirit in me, but I just needed, you know, Lord, fill me and help me. And I just received it and nothing happened. No tongues, no goosebumps, you know, none of those mm-hmm. things. I just received it by faith. And, um, and, you know, I'm always asking, Lord, please fill me. I just need a continual filling of the Holy Spirit, uh, refreshing of the Holy Spirit. And that's the way I see it. So hopefully that clears it up. And you hear the music. So so we're going to go back. And, hey, if um, you want to, um, you know, uh, hang on. Uh, if I've answered your question, that's great. But if you uh, want to hang on, we pick you up on the other side. Okay. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back. So glad that you have joined us for Calvary Live. We're in the second half of the program, first half, a lot of calls. So I believe we got all open lines right now. And I'd love for you to give me a call for your questions and prayer requests. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm usually with you on Mondays and Tuesdays. So blessed to be with you as you're listening on Grace FM here today, or perhaps you're listening on Radio by Grace, you're listening live, or maybe online. Uh, it's Tuesday uh, afternoon, evening, and I'd love for you to give me a call, talk about the things of the Lord. So grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the show there's another way for you to communicate to us. That's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. I also want to welcome all those who are week delayed on the program, Hope and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio. It just simply means that you get to call. You're going to talk to me live, but then you get to listen to it next week. So I invite you, uh, those of you from Hope, uh, Truth FM, you've been a part of our Calvary Live family for years, and um, love to hear from you guys over on the East Coast, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Tennessee, Kentucky, and then uh, also those of you on Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. So give me a call um, as Calvary Live is expanding. I had great conversations in the first half of the show. Uh, If you need prayer, we want to pray for you, Uh, and uh, perhaps you're waiting on the Lord. A couple callers uh, called and, and are waiting on the Lord, um, and, uh, you know, that's something that as Christians that uh, God is still working and He's will teach us during those times that we wait on him. And our God is able. That's one of the things that I was just teaching about with Daniel um, as he was thrown into the lion's den. And it's it's a chapter that we're very, very familiar with. Even people that aren't Christians or read their Bibles a lot are familiar with Daniel chapter 6, Daniel cast into the den of lions. And the king, he would yell to Daniel, is your God able? Was your God able to deliver you, Daniel? And of course, Daniel was delivered. And and he is able, and we see all throughout the scriptures that our God is able. And, And maybe perhaps you've been praying for someone, you've been praying about something, and I want you to know that our God is able. He is able, just as he was able to deliver Daniel from the lion's den, and maybe you're going through difficulties. Maybe you're going through persecution. Maybe you're going through a, a tough situation. Uh, but our God is able. He's able to deliver. 
Maybe you've been waiting on a promise from the Lord. And I want you to know this, that our God is able as you wait and know that he is faithful and true and desires to work on your behalf. So just hopefully some encouragement. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. So I'd love to hear from you. Keep the calls coming. Uh, we'll also go to the text line if if we're not going to get any calls. And uh, we're going to look at that, and some prayer requests and questions have come in there. I do want to make a, an announcement uh, that we are studying the book of Daniel on Sunday mornings. We are in chapter 7, and chapters 7 through 12, the second half of the book of Daniel, is the prophecies of Daniel. And we are looking at that vision of Daniel that he sees of four beasts coming out of the great sea, and they speak of Gentile nations. And uh, the three beasts are before the fourth beast, which speaks of a revived Roman Empire, um, that will be in existence in the last days, that will have ten horns or ten kings, we are told in that chapter, and then among them is the little horn, and that is the title for Antichrist. So really incredible vision, but also in that vision is the vision of the Ancient of Days. And the Ancient of Days is going to be the one that his kingdom is going to rule and reign forever. So it's it's just amazing prophecies that we're looking at as we go into chapter 8 and 9, 10, 11, and 12. And so join us if you're in the Greeley area, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock um, is our service time. So you can check us out, our location at calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's O-R-G. And uh, you can listen live. Maybe perhaps you're in another part of the country. We have a lot of people that have been tuning in on our live stream. You want to hear the Daniel study uh, we are Mountain Time. Keep that in mind. Uh, and uh, as you can listen in to those studies and listen to the archives that are on our website as well, I think you'll be tremendously blessed. So I'd love for you to join us with that. And then also, as I've said, that as summertime here in northern Colorado, if you're coming to visit Rocky Mountain National Park, a lot of people from all over the country come. We'd love to meet you. Stop by Greeley. Say hello to us if you get the opportunity and uh, let us know that you listen to us on the radio and get that feedback. Love to meet you and your family. So um, calvarychapelgreeley.org for services, location, Bible studies. I think you'll find it to be tremendously uh, a blessing and a benefit for you. We got an open line, 303-690-3000, but let's go to Ivan in Denver. Ivan? Hey, Pastor Jeff, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a question on uh, in Romans chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's it's um, verses uh, like fifteen through twenty-two or so, right. uh, where it says, uh, "For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion." And then in seventeen it says, "For the Scripture says to the Pharaoh." For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power to you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. And therefore the, he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he, he hardens. And then right. farther down in 22, it says, What if God wanted to show his wrath, and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath, prepared for destruction, and that he might be 
might know the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared before the glory. Okay, so my question is, it seems like to me, just by reading that, that okay, God has compassion on he, who he wants to have compassion on. So he has made Pharaoh, in this case, an example and, and right. hardened him so that uh, you know Moses can reap the benefits of his glory. Right. So your your question is why would God do that? Well, it seems like there are some people that He's made predisposed yeah. to be hardened as an example, so that other people can can yeah. uh, you know be glorified. As we go into chapter nine of Romans, of course, Romans nine, ten, and eleven, Paul is dealing with his countrymen, the Jews, and he he begins to talk about really um, in. Chapter 14, does God's choice of one over another make God unrighteous? And and I believe he begins that in verse 14. I'm going to run to it here. He says, is God unrighteous in doing that? He says, certainly not. Um, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, as you were quoting. And in that, Paul answers this question strongly that, God clearly explains his right to give mercy to whoever he pleases. And you can make reference, I think, back to Exodus chapter 33. I will have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. And mercy, of course, means is not getting what we deserve. God is never less than fair with anyone, but fully reserves the right to to be more than fair with the individual he chooses. And, you know, Jesus even spoke of his right of God in the parable of the landowner. Um, so, you know, we begin to look at that. And so then is it not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but God who shows mercy? And then he, he uses Pharaoh, as you said, the example of Pharaoh. And for this very purpose I've raised up, God allowed Pharaoh in the days of Moses to rise up to power so that he could show the strength of his judgment against Pharaoh and and therefore he would be glorified. Matter of fact, he, Moses was told that I'm going to break Pharaoh, uh, and he, and the nations are going to see that I am the Lord. But here's the interesting thing: you can go through the book of Exodus, and God hardening Pharaoh's heart um, doesn't excuse Pharaoh because when Moses was told, I believe that as you read that, to go to Pharaoh. God told him that I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to harden his heart. But it would be Moses that went to Pharaoh, I believe it's eight or nine times, and said, let my people go. And it tells us that Pharaoh hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. And then you read, after eight times, I believe it is, that it tells us that uh, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So so God confirmed what Pharaoh was doing, and that is he kept hardening his heart, kept hardening his heart, kept hardening his heart. And that's why it's a dangerous thing to be in a place where you keep hardening your heart to the Lord. And so he, he uses Pharaoh as um, an example, but we know that Pharaoh did harden his own heart, according to us looking at my notes Exodus seven thirteen twenty two eight fifteen eight nineteen eight thirty two chapter nine verse seven. Um, so he hardened his own heart, heart and then the Lord uh, would begin, um, you know, confirm what it is that he did. 
And then as you go through those chapters there, um, you know, uh, he goes on to say, you know, does God right to choose relieve man of his responsibility? And in verses 19 through 21, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault? And so Paul begins to say that um, if, if it's all a matter of God's choice, then how can God find fault with me? That's what the reader would say. How can anyone go against God's choice? And Paul responds by saying in those verses, Indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Um, and if God says he chooses, and if God also says that we have responsibility before him, who are we to question that? So sometimes that's a hard deal, isn't it, to right. kind of reconcile the two? Um, and we do. The Bible teaches that he does choose. Jesus said to his disciples, you didn't choose me, I chose you. So the Bible does talk about election and choosing and predestination, but also the Bible teaches about man's responsibility. And I don't fully understand it all. I know that both are taught in the scriptures, both are being spoken of here in Romans chapter 9. It's just like I had the right to choose my wife, ask her to marry me, but she also had um, you know, the, the choice whether she would accept that or not. So in, in, when it comes to salvation, both are taught. When it comes to, to you know, man's responsibility and then God choosing his sovereignty, um, it's hard to wrap our heads around it completely. You know, God does have foreknowledge, and he, he knows the end from the beginning, and uh, he knows everything. Uh, but I'm very thankful that he chose me. And I used to struggle with it a lot, um, Ivan. I used to struggle with it. You know, why would God choose me? And, you know, do we really have a choice and all this? Uh, I'm just thankful that he chose me, and I'm thankful that somebody gave me the gospel. And and none of us are excused, you know, from responding to the gospel message. And we do have a choice. You know, I was doing my devotions this morning, and Jesus, he was weeping over Jerusalem, and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you to myself as, you know, a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing to come, which tells me that they had a choice and they were not willing to come. We know that God's desire that none should perish, but all come to the knowledge of, you know, of salvation. Um, His desire is that none should perish, but all come to repentance. So his desires to do that, but we also know he chooses. So I know I'm kind of starting to go around in circles, but I don't fully understand it. I embrace it. And um, somebody said, I think it was A.W. Tozer, that if God was small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. <laughs> and uh, he, he's, he's infinite. He has an infinite mind, and we have finite minds, and both are taught in the Scriptures. But that's that's an interesting portion of Scripture, isn't it? Right. So just— just to uh, just to clarify, so uh, it's possible that it's both possible possibilities that uh, people are put here for destruction, but they also have a chance to make a choice also without yeah, totally and, understanding it. And I think what um, we see is that Paul's answering that in those verses. He says um, that... Who are you to reply against God? And he says to them, 
does you still find fault for who has resisted his will? Um, Paul is saying God is sovereign. He's just. He's perfect. And, um, you know, for the person who say, well, can anyone go against God's choice? Um, we do have choice. And um, and yet he goes on to talk about uh, in those verses that you were uh, mentioning, verse 21 and 22, does the potter have power over the clay? The same lump make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. Well, he's yeah. the potter, we're the vessel. And so how it all works, um, I don't know. But here's the thing. In Revelation chapter 19, it tells us that we're all going to, uh, right before the second coming of Jesus Christ, we're all together going to say, righteous and true are your judgments. And we're not going to be saying, well, how come, or why this, or you weren't fair, or what about that person? Um, we're going to say, righteous and true are your judgments. Righteous and true are your decisions. Right on. Perfect. And he's the only one that um, can do that perfectly, justly, and um, he does it sovereignly. And so I just accept it. I don't fully understand it, but I accept it. Okay, great. Yeah, that smooths it over for me. Good. A good question. And it's it's something that the church debates about. Um, it's something that people divide over. Um, I just, you know, uh, I know God chooses. I'm thankful he chose me, but I also know that uh, I have a choice as well, and both are at work when it comes to the Lord working in our lives. So, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. Bye. You bet. Absolutely. Good question. You know, sometimes it's not always easy, especially when we talk about the sovereignty of God and we get into the whole area of predestination and sovereignty of God and choosing and election and all of that, and there's going to be a lot of debate on it. And, um, you know, God does choose. And we also have uh, a choice to make as well. Man's responsibility is taught in the Scripture as well. Let's see if Brandy's still on the line. Brandy from Denver. Hi, hey, Brandy. I am still on. Can Thank you, you for holding. Yes, I can. Thank you for calling Calvary Live. Yes, that was an interesting conversation, and I'm glad I could listen to that before I You're asked good. for prayer. So Absolutely. I've called in before and talked to you and told you about living downtown and living in our old scary uh, loft that's now beautiful and serving the I, homeless community. You know, I do remember that, Brandy. And wasn't that before covid it was actually during COVID, and then during it called, COVID, called recently a couple months ago, and yeah, you you know what? Since I last talked to you, things are just so heavy down here. Yeah. Like every are day, they? right outside my window, I am seeing women and men scream their head off, yelling at nobody, and it just it makes me think of Legion and the demons that were in him, and just seeing the torment and the anger and sadness that is coming coming out of these people that are just right on my block. And, yeah. it's like, the past couple of weeks, like, sometimes my heart can take it, and I'm ready to do, you know, do whatever the Lord wants me to do. Yeah. But lately, I am just, like, really, I have a hard time loving my neighbors because, A— I don't know how to serve these neighbors. Like these are right. these are people that I can't just be like. Let me just say a little prayer for you. 
Like, these are people that are, like, going through some addiction and mental illness. And so I guess, I guess I'm just feeling hope. I'm not feeling hopeless. I'm feeling helpless. But sometimes yeah. being amongst this darkness, my hope, like, I don't feel some, there's just days, and especially the past couple of weeks, yeah. I am not feel. I feel my joy diminishing, and yeah. Um, yeah. and I am like, not today, Satan, you know. And then I, <laughs> I, I, I grasp onto the yeah. word of the Lord, and I listen to my worship music, and it helps. But then it's like, I'm just so quickly reminded of the darkness, and I, my heart yeah. has just really been struggling the past couple of weeks. So I just need prayer. I need prayer. You know, Brandy, I'm I'm going to pray for you, and it's not unusual what you're feeling. I think there's a lot of listeners that are feeling the same thing, and you know, there's there's people I've talked to that um, even in Denver, as you're in downtown Denver, and you have a business, and and you you know, to see those on drugs, the homelessness, the the other things that are going on, it can really begin to wear on you, and it becomes overwhelming. And it does begin to zap your joy. And I think that a lot of us as Christians, we may not be in the place where you are, but we see it in our schools. We see it in our community. We see it uh, with family and friends. Just the darkness and the sin and the direction that uh, culture is going. And it does zap our joy at times. And, And we don't know sometimes how to respond to it. And sometimes, you know, there's um, anger that can come with it or frustration that comes with it or whatever the emotion comes with it. I I can't help but think about, as you were talking, that there's a story of a man that came to Jesus and he was blind. So Jesus uh, would touch his eyes and he said, can you see men? And his response was, well, I see them like we're like trees. They're kind of fuzzy, cloudy. And then Jesus touched him again and and said, can you now see it? And he said, I can see clearly. You know, when we look at those who are blind in the Scriptures, we were blind, weren't we, before we came to Christ? You know, the, the old song, I was blind, but now I see. Uh, I think about the testimony of the man born blind in John chapter 9 that was healed by Jesus as he went down to the pool of Siloam, and he washed and he came up seeing and as we are washed with the blood of Jesus Christ, you know, we come out of the blindness, and now we can see. That's our testimony. But I think sometimes we're kind of like that man that the Lord has touched us, and, and he says, can you see? And we look at others, and it's a little cloudy. You know, we see yep. as men walking as trees. We want to bark at them. <laughs> we want them to leave. You know, I'm doing a kind of a play on words. Um, but seriously, we don't know how to respond to them. And I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray for all of us that we can feel that way. Mm-hmm. That, Lord, I just need another touch so I can see people clearly the way that you do. And I believe that the Lord will touch you in a way that, that, you know, that Jesus died for them and that Jesus loves them. He has you planted there in Denver, in that scary place. (laughs) And (laughs) he desires for you to continue to be light and for you to be a testimony of the love of Jesus Christ as hard as it is. And 
you think, Lord, how can you reach these people um, with the mental illness, the drug use, the the other things that they're going through? I, I don't know, but we do know that our Lord is mighty and he's able to reach the the hardest heart, the most messed up mind, the most furthest person it seems like there there's no way that they can be saved and that you continue to pray and we're going to pray that the lord touches you and touches all of us because i can go through the same thing i i get so angry i get mad i get discouraged when i see the things around going on you know that person and rah 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 and you know how we can do that and lord touch me touch me again touch my heart and touch my eyes spiritually that I can see people the way clearly that you want me to see them. Father, I pray for Brandy. I pray that you would bless her. I thank you for her calling. I thank you. You have shown faithfulness to her. When she went into this building, a building that was scary, perhaps the rumors was that it was haunted, but she went in and she dedicated that building to you. And the light of Jesus Christ is there. And Lord, as she's there and it's a hard place and as we're seeing that um, the world's getting darker, um, that people are just in bondage to sin, they're in bondage to drugs, homelessness, mental illness, uh, all kinds of things. So she sees it right outside her door. I just pray that you would just encourage her and build her up and Lord, touch her eyes again, that she can see people clearly the way that you do. And Lord, I also pray that for for us, uh, for those of us, uh, as we see the things around us, we can be so discouraged or angry or frustrated. But Lord, that you died for these individuals that are around us. And Lord, you put Brandy there to be a light, help her to be a light, help her to be strong, help her to keep looking to you, to lift her up, her spirits, and Lord, to know that um, she is there for such a time as this. And we are all here in these days that we're in to be able to just um, be able to show the reality of Jesus, give the hope of the gospel, and to see people clearly the way that you do out of your love and out of your compassion. Lord, put it in us. And I just pray this for Brandy and for all of us in the days in which we are in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You hang in there, Brandy, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, we're towards the end of the show. Let's see if we can get one more call in. Um, let's go Let's go to Steve in Augusta. Or Steve, are you there? Yes, yes. Hey, Steve, I got about two minutes, and you need prayer? About two minutes, I will get it as a question, but I can call back later. Um, just pray for my brother Tony Austin. Um, okay. Uh, pray for him. He's in ICU, and that God will strengthen him and and uh, bring him back so that he, you know, can hear the gospel. He, you know, he he wasn't saved. He's not saved. Okay. Absolutely for Tony, right? Okay. Father, we pray for Tony as Steve is called. Lord, um, we lift him up to you. We pray you open up his heart to the gospel, His open up, take the blindness out of his eyes. 
uh, that the enemy puts there, because we know that Satan blinds those who are of this world. We pray that he would receive the gospel, he would come to salvation, that you would draw him to yourself through the work of the Holy Spirit. I just pray for my brother. I just pray for Steve that you give him wisdom and how to minister to him, the right words. He would give, uh, continue to just give the clear gospel to him, to come alongside of him, to love him, to pray for him, and to minister to him. We pray for salvation for Tony. We pray that you would do that work in him. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, and Steve, you call back in Calvary Live. You ask your question. We'd love to hear from you and answer it as we have time in the program, okay? Okay, Pastor. Thank you. Okay. Hey, we're near the end. Lots of calls today. It's wonderful. So glad. Um, And, you know, one of the things that blesses me is when somebody like Steve calls and just wants prayer for their friend that received the gospel. And so keep praying for your family members, for your friends. God wants to save. He wants to save your community. He wants to save this nation. Uh, I really believe the hope of this nation is a spiritual awakening and a coming to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, just to remind you that here in Greeley, we have our Children's Festival, Island Grove Park. Bring them tomorrow at 930. So many kids coming out. We got kids making decisions for Jesus Christ. It's been a wonderful time. So 930 Island Grove Park, and you'll see us there. Love to have your kids come and join us for that. God bless you. And Looking forward to when I'll be talking with you next time. Have a great, great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.